Hey ladies, today we have an amazing, powerful woman of God that I want to introduce you to. Her name is Gina Bull. She is created stunningly strong and she's going to talk to us about how you can be the resolution yourself, how you can do small things to make huge impact. She's a wife, she's a mother, she works full time making a huge impact with children and families. I cannot wait for you to hear what she has to say. Let's get into it. Hey mama, welcome to Holy Made Life where I believe that you are not created to do just one thing in your life well. You are not just your job, your title, or your salary. You're not just a mom or a wife or a sister. You are fearfully and wonderfully made to lead in all areas of your whole life. Your life is like a pie that's made up of different pieces that create a complete circle. And girl, you deserve to enjoy the whole pie. Hi, I'm Angie Tanetti Rogers, and mama, I know you are really good at what you do in your profession or business. But if you're ready to stop ignoring different pieces of your pie and reclaim your whole life, then you are in the right place. Girl, let's tap into the whole life God has for you and experience that God-sized fulfilled life. Together, we're going to walk through some boundaries, leadership, mindset, and restoration in different areas of your life that may need to change. It's going to be some tough work up in here, girl, but we're going to walk this thing out together, uncovering some bold, courageous actions that we can take to experience not just a good life, but your whole life. Are you ready to live your whole life wholly made? Let's do it. Okay. Hey, I want to welcome everybody to the broadcast today. I have got an amazing woman here today, Gina. I'm going to let you tell a little bit about yourself so that we can get to know who we're talking to, and then we'll go from here. Sure. Well, hi, everybody. Um, I'm so honored to be here. Thank you so much, Angie, for asking me. I really appreciate it. And, um, you know, I'm a mom of four. I've got four kiddos, uh, ages 21, 17, 13, and 10. So we kind of span a large um, age range. And my husband and I have been married for, it'll be 23 years in May. So we've been together for a very long time and he is and always will be my college sweetheart (laughs) and um, my biggest encourager and, um, you know, definitely my best friend and also the person that a lot of times will be like, are you sure that's a good idea? You know, so um, he's amazing. His name is Toby. And uh, besides the kids and um, managing, you know, our household. We also have our own production company called TG Productions. We just started it in the middle of a pandemic. Go figure that. Um, and he has been incredibly busy. So he does a lot of church production. His heart is ministry and he goes and trains um, other pr- production teams at churches and will go in and help them figure out what they need and what equipment they need. And rather than just getting the equipment and then, you know, piecing out, he's like, let's, let me teach you. Let's learn how to do this. Let's work through this. Let's do, let's see what you need and let me um, help you. And he's just an incredible, you know, teacher and um, amazing. And, you know, I could brag on him all day long, like ESPN has hired him and he's done all kinds of stuff, but his heart is the church and the ministry and making an impact, you know, for them. So we have that going on. And then um, I work for a organization called the Women's Center of Tarrant County. And um, there's a bunch of different umbrellas that they have, 
but I'm underneath the one that's called Rape Crisis and Victim Services. And then underneath that is a smaller one, which is uh, Community Education and Abuse Prevention. So basically me and my team, we go into schools, we talk to kids about you know, physical abuse, sexual abuse, we um, age appropriate, of course, you know, um, and then we teach about cyber safety and what are the sexting laws, because I'm here in the state of Texas and we have laws, you know, about that and what is consent and how to keep yourself safe and um, bullying and cyber bullying and really being an ear for the kids and having incredible conversations in the classrooms. You know, we get them talking, we ask them questions. And sometimes, unfortunately, you know, we do get outcries and disclosures from students and um, we take them and then we work with the school counselors and then um, obviously with CPS to kind of help get that report given. And, um, you know, so that's, that's where I am right now in Tarrant County. And I love it. I love being in with the students. I love being in with the kids and being able to empower them and really um, tell them you've got a voice and you can use it and you can also speak up on behalf of other people as well. That's awesome. And you're not busy at all. I can tell. Not at all. <laughs> right. Um, you're a superwoman, you know, just like a lot of moms out there trying to do everything. So it sounds like you're doing an amazing job with that. So I want to hear a little bit more about the impact that serving kids in this area, this tough subject of all of the things that you guys talk to these kids about. And I know you talk to young kids, elementary, middle school, and high school. Uh, talk a little bit about the impact that's had on you and what you feel like um, we'll go into what we can talk to parents about and how they can help their children in these subjects too. Sure. Well, my background um, is in anti-trafficking. So I started in that probably about 11 or 12 years ago. Uh, and it's funny because a lot of times people are like, what got you involved in anti-trafficking or in abuse prevention? And there's people that I hear, you know, a lot of them on my team, they're like, oh, well, I have a master's in social work and I just felt burned out and I wanted to get back to the community. Or there's people, I went on a missions trip and I saw these kids and I'm like, I made a video. <laughs> I mean, that's literally like the start of it. Um, we're, we were good friends with somebody, um, that knew Chris and Nick came from a 21 and they needed a video and they came to Toby and I, and they said, would you guys do it? And I was like, sure, why not? And that was back when human trafficking was just overseas. I mean, it hadn't really made this big splash in the United States yet. All I had to go on to make a video for them was literally the United Nations definition of it. And it was like a book like that big with all these like big words that I was like, I don't know what I'm talking about here. Um, but God graces you in those moments, in those situations. And the more I started to dig into it and like look at it and talk to, you know, Nick and Chris and the other people from A21 and then some of the local organizations that were in Louisiana where I lived at that time, where Toby and I lived, I was like, okay, so this is, this is like a serious issue. And that really opened up kind of the, the door for it. Um, so we did their video yay great job and i kind of just went back into media you know and writing for you know our church there and doing uh live production and and in that area and then um probably right about the time that our fourth baby was born it's kind of that do i want to go back to work what's going on and a friend of ours had a um had started a anti-trafficking organization right there in baton rouge and um said do you think you would want to do public awareness 
Okay, now I thought public awareness was public speaking, which yes, I will do that. Um, I could talk to the media, I could do social media stuff. I can handle all of that. Great, you start tomorrow. And I'm like, okay, so I get to this, you know, government building. I'm like, I don't know really what's going on. Maybe this is where the grant is. I have no idea. I walk <laughs> in and they're like, welcome to the task force. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? And um, yeah, so I literally within 24 hours found myself sitting on a task force for anti-trafficking, not something that I had signed up for. Um, and I was like, I felt like I was in the middle of the ocean with no life raft treading water. And for the first six weeks I cried, I told Toby, I'm not going to do this. And he said, yes, you are. You're not going to quit. You'll be fine. Get in there. And um, so I was pretty mad at him for a little while. <laughs> he wasn't my most favorite person in the world, but he gave me the really push that I needed. And um, from there, just working with these other organizations and local law enforcement and ER doctors, and we all trained ourselves. Like there was nobody coming in to teach us what this was. I mean, it was literal trial by error. And there were some women that were amazing that were doing outreaches at midnight. They were able to come in and say, this is the language you use. This is what you talk about. This is, you know, don't arrest them. They're going to get, you know, in even more trouble and they're going to get hurt if they're losing an income. And really it just like telling our area right there in Baton Rouge, this is real. This is happening. It's not just in New Orleans and here it's across the state. It's across state lines. This is what it is. Um, it's not like this Liam Neeson film of, you know, taken and we have very special set of skills because we don't, you know, I'm not kicking down doors and like finding people. And um, so that's really just kind of the background of where I came from. And it's so funny to look now and see this far into how even that knowledge of what I was learning back then for all the anti-trafficking and everything that I was doing there has come to play forward now into this abuse prevention and um, the the cyber safety and the anti-bullying. And you see kind of how it's the circle where all of this is just sort of entangled up and you, you can't touch one without kind of touching the other. I can't talk to kids about cyber safety and sexting without it having this cord and this link to potential trafficking. I mean, it's just this, it's just this big ball of yarn and it's all connected, you know, and we can begin to unravel it in different places and put our hands on different places and hope that it touches, you know, the other areas and that it interweaves with the other areas. Um, so, so that's really kind of just how I even got started in, in all of this and how throughout the years I ended up, you know, here now I am in schools <laughs> talking to kids pre-K through seniors about not necessarily about human trafficking, but about abuse prevention and what to, how to take care of yourself and, you know, just these different areas of being able to speak up for yourself, which I wish that a lot of the um, victims and survivors that we had worked with, we could have gone in on the prevention side rather than the rescue and the saving and the recovery side. Cause I think prevention is so much easier to do than trying to fix and recover and help and restore. Right. Isn't it amazing when you think about as as you were talking about everything that had to line up for you to get involved in this, all the different things and connections that I, I call them divine, a yeah. divine setup, you know, God sets us up in every turn that we make to, you know, it starts with a, a, a video that you guys were asked to do. And then it's all the way into this 
this thing where you're making a huge impact with kids and families. Um, so, it, you know, and then also, you know, the fact that you, you've been given this husband that's such a good supporter and, you know, what a good husband to keep you grounded and keep you focused and accountable yeah. to what you said yes to. Uh, because how many times do we say, you know, okay, yes, I'll do this. And then it gets hard or it gets uncomfortable and we want to jump ship. Yeah. Um, so I just, all those divine kind of interventions, I, yes. that just stood out to me. So that's amazing. Yes. And so, God, God is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So something else that stood out to me, you know, you talked about how it's such a web and, you know, everything touches the other. So talk a little bit about how each of us, and maybe it's trafficking, maybe it's impacting kids, maybe it's something else. But when you have some, some problem that's so big and it just, it uh, has fingers and arms all the way out to, you know, just huge. Um, talk a little bit about what one person can do to make an impact in something that feels so big. Sure. And it can be overwhelming. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's a, it's a big issue. So this is what I've told other people before, whenever I've gone to, to talk or to do anything like that, is that you have to look at it like it's this wheel and, or even just this, um, have you seen the cast iron skillets that have like the pie slices in them? Okay. So yes. you can, if you can imagine that and each, each slice is a different thing. And so maybe there's a slice of this wheel that is anti-trafficking and you're really, you really want to get involved in that or a slice of it that is anti-bullying or abuse prevention. So there's different areas within each of those things where a person can fit in. You just have to find kind of what your wheelhouse is or your lane on the track field. Um, I'm not law. I have zero desire to do any type of law research or try to write laws to change how uh, traffickers are prosecuted or you know that sort of thing. But maybe you are a lawyer or a law student and you're thinking, how can I help? Well, what can you do in your field of, of law to, to help make an impact in that? You know, um, maybe, you know, I've talked to people before and they're like, well, you know, I just I my desire, I, I'm wealthy and I, I just want to fund this. That is great. And there are so many people sometimes that will say that will shun people and say, oh, well, you're just trying to throw money at the problem. And I'm like, throw it my way mm -hmm. because nonprofits cannot operate without funding. They just can't. I mean, they, you know, we operate on grants. We operate on our, you know, people that are going to give. They, we can't do that without people saying my desire, my heart, what I'm called to do is to give to these things. So if that's you, if you're a philanthropist, then please give, give to the organizations, give to the charities. If you're a graphic designer and you want to help make an impact or a difference, then I encourage you to call your local charities, your nonprofits that are anti-bullying or anti-human trafficking or, you know, anti-sex um, abuse or domestic violence, anything that has to do with that, because all of those things still touch that center wheel of, you know, just the blight on humanity when it comes to trafficking and to our children. They, you know, a lot of times people that are involved, involved in nonprofits, and I'm speaking for myself, we have great and creative ideas, but we don't necessarily have the skills to create a t-shirt or a flyer or a billboard. You know, we, 
we know what kind of what we want it to look like, but we don't have those skills to do it. So if you're a graphic designer, reach out and say, how can I donate my services and my time towards you? Do you need a t-shirt? Do you need a logo? Uh, websites are huge. You know, we're not website designers. It's like we could sure log into GoDaddy and, you know, a lot of us have, but it's not what it needs to be fulfilling the, the role that it needs to fulfill. Design a website, offer it for free. I mean, those are small things that it's also integral to making sure that the people that are running these nonprofits that are involved can continue to do what it is that God has called them to do and place them in these areas, you know, to do. Uh, if you're creative, and you love to do events, then offer to plan events. I mean, if, if it's a brunch or a fashion show or a gala or whatever it is, you know, people need that. They need volunteers. Maybe you're, you know, you're like, oh, I like to be in the nitty gritty. I'm a street outreach type of person. Great. I know there are nonprofits that have street outreach. They need help making, you know, personal hygiene bags or knocking on doors or delivering groceries. Because here's the thing is that, um, it's not just about like these kids or these women or these men or these boys that are in these hotel rooms that are being sold over and over. Why are they there? You know, if you look around in your community, a huge way to help combat um, abuse and trafficking is to find out where the food deserts are. Because there are places where kids do not have access to meals. And I think we saw that a lot during quarantine. Like these babies are relying on breakfast and lunch from the schools and then the schools close, you know, now we were blessed to be in a district and most of the districts around here continued the free meals, but a lot of these kids couldn't get to them. So people were picking them up and dropping them off. Um, traffickers, pimps, people that are uh, abusers, they find the vulnerability of the population, whether it's adults or children, and they will meet those needs in order to entrap them. So if we, as the church and, you know, human beings, or even if you're, you're like, well, I don't really believe in God, but you believe in feeding people, you know, feed them, provide their physical needs for them. So that way they don't have this vulnerable, um, there's not this vulnerable population that needs these things. And then these people that wish ill will on them are providing that for them. Because what happens so often is that abusers, traffickers, pimps, um, they will meet those physical needs and continue to do that to gain the trust and then say, well, I remember I brought you McDonald's or I brought you shoes or I fed you and I clothed you. So now you owe me, you know, or um, I know that I'm touching you in an inappropriate way, but look at all the other stuff that I gave you, you know, so you owe me. If we could just come together and start to eliminate even just simple things like food deserts, making sure our food pantries are stocked, making sure that kids in these areas are being provided for and taken care of, we can help take away some of that vulnerability and then kind of stop that, uh, that push that they feel from abusers and traffickers of owing them something because they don't owe them anything. And it's sad, but a lot of times these guys and girls, I mean, it's both men and women that are the abusers. They're filling the needs that God told us to fill. You mm -hmm. know, they're looking out for the poor, the widow, the young, the hungry. They're clothing people. Um, and that's really what the church was called to do. And if the church will step up and help meet those basic needs, we can begin to see just this decrease in the abuse and in the trafficking and in the um, being taken advantage of, you know, online and the extra, the 
you know, the extortion that, that, that comes with that kind of thing. So it's, it's little things. It's what is, what is your calling? And then within that calling, you can find an assignment to help tap into and put your fingers on these different things. Law, you know, philanthropy, is it um, outreach? Is it, do you have a desire to feed kids? You know, do you, are you a graphic designer? Are you great at fundraising? Are you, um, you know, are you good at word of mouth? Are you a connector? A lot of times people in nonprofits, they need connections with people, with the Congress, you know, men and women of their, you know, counties, they need connections with people that can get them on the news. And a lot of times, you know, we don't, we, we know people, but we need that, that connector. So maybe that's you, maybe you know somebody and you're like, I need to introduce you to this person. And rather than just saying, meet this person, I'm going to walk you through and I'm going to make sure that they follow up with you, that you get what you need from them and that you're really just this advocate for the nonprofits. You know, they need people like that. So there's, it's, what are you good at? You know, I just, I think the sweetest thing that I remember um, when we were doing outreach in the DFW area, I was doing victim identification. And one of the things that we did, you know, I was out 10, 10 PM to, you know, three o'clock in the morning and there was this sweet lady, she was probably in her early seventies. And she was like, I don't have a whole lot and I don't want to go out with you at night. And I'm like, that's fine. If you don't want to go out with me, I don't want you out with me. <laughs> She's like, but I can, I can bake. Could, could you take homemade cookies? And I said, yes. And so she baked homemade cookies and you would have thought that we were like drug dealers. I mean, it was just this you know, um, people were just drawn to that. And it wasn't just, um, it wasn't just people that we thought were being trafficked. It was the homeless people because the homeless population is at a huge risk for trafficking and for abuse. Um, and so just being able to, to give that and be that point of contact and to build rapport, you know, with the people out on the streets, even to say, we have this for you, it's homemade cookies. I mean, they, they loved it, you know, and that's another area too, is homelessness, runaways. You know, what can you, do you have a heart towards that? Because you don't have to go in and just say, I just want to do anti-trafficking. Anti-trafficking is anti-trafficking with the other things spread out. You know, bullying is a huge issue right now. Cyberbullying and even in-person bullying, but online bullying is a huge issue. And abusers and traffickers, they look for kids that are, um, that are shamed, um, they will watch the playgrounds to look at, to find the kids that are ostracized and they will look for the ones that are in the foster care system and they will wait and they will groom them um, because they, and they will give them what they need as far as the validation that they're not getting at school or at home. So, you know, bullying is a huge issue that does tie right into that because if you're being bullied and picked on, at home or at school or in whatever environment that you're in. And then you have this other person who's validating you and telling you that you're this great person. And then they're also giving you things and gifts. Then who are you going to be more drawn to? And then who do you feel like you owe something to the person that's validating you? So if we can begin to get in and really teach our, even our children empathy, which is a big thing that our program does is we really teach EQ and empathy and compassion and to look beyond just yourself and to see who around you might possibly 
be being bullied or teased and really begin to empower our kids because that's a, that's something else too is that our children are smarter and they are wiser and they are more uh, worldly as far as the ways of the world go than we give them credit for and not just the kids that are not in church i'm talking about just this entire generation they just know more than what we think and if we can empower them and begin to have honest conversations with them about what bullying does and what cyberbullying does and what abuse looks like i believe that we're going to be able to raise up this next generation of kids that are going to say i recognize that and i'm going to speak up on behalf of that person and really begin to empower them to kind of have this this is David spirit, you know, when mm -hmm. David looked at Goliath and said, is there not a cause? If we can give our babies a cause, you know, are we fighting homelessness? Are we fighting abuse? Are we going to take a step and feed people that, that need food? We're giving them a cause. And if we can give the generation a cause, then I think we're going to see a huge eradication in a lot of these issues that all tie back to abuse and, you know, human trafficking. I mean, I think what you said was so powerful everything you just said was so powerful something that really hit me and really was convicting um was you talked about the traffickers and the pimps doing what the church was called to do mm -hmm. which is to feed and clothe and um connect and give them that sense of belonging that's what we're called to do as mm -hmm. the church and that was super powerful because we can do that as the church or we can do that as just good human beings with integrity and people who want to do the right thing when nobody's looking we can do that with added love and without right. the exploitation so i think that was super powerful and the way that you just broke it down with you know you could bake if baking is your thing then bake some cookies for the people we're serving or for the people who are serving mm -hmm. so that was amazing i i think um, that's really helpful to break it down and think about what are you, what are you uh, passionate about and what are your skill sets? What are your giftings? And then use that in a way that impacts a piece of the pie. That was, yeah. that was amazing. So thank just you so much for that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's all, that's all we need is just a little piece here and there. It's like pieces of the puzzle. We all got to fit them together. Not everybody's going to be a door kicker. Not everybody can do law enforcement. Not everybody can do victim identification or sit on task force, but we can all, we can all do something. And yeah. we, if we can just focus on that, it gets from being overwhelmed. I, I don't know. There are a lot of people that they can look at this overall thing and then they just shut down. You know, mm -hmm. and it's like I've always been told, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? And so mm -hmm. how do we attack this one person focusing on what it is that they're good at and staying in their lane? Because I don't know mm -hmm. if you've ever been to a track meet, but if another runner crosses into another person's lane, they're going to be disqualified and they're also going to cause this huge pileup. And we don't want that. We want to keep the baton flowing around the track. So let's do that. Let's find out what it is that we are good at, what we're passionate about. And there's... Um, there's organizations all across the United States. And I always tell people, you can look at um, Nat Charity Navigator. Um, you can Google them and then put in the charity that you're interested in serving if maybe your church doesn't have something and see where they rank as far as like how they use their funds. You know, are they, um, are they really doing what it is that they say that they're going to do? And I also encourage anybody that is um, a pastor or has a church to not reinvent the wheel. 
that so many times I think we get into this idea of like, well, we have a church, so now we need to have an anti-human trafficking or we need to do homeless ministry. No, don't reinvent the wheel. Find organizations. It says so much more about the church as a whole when community churches are willing to walk into the doors of somebody that's already got the establishment and already has the rapport to say, we are here to back you. We're here to cover you. We're going to be your shield. We're going to surround you with prayer and we are going to help support you. We have seen so many people come to know Jesus in organizations that are not faith-based because mm-hmm. the church has walked in. Um, you know, when we were in Louisiana, our, our church there, Healing Place, was an amazing at doing this. They walked into places and said, who is here? How can we serve them? How can we be a help to them? Not take over, not tell them how to do it, but what do they need? What does the foster care system need? Do they need backpacks for kids that CPS is picking up? Then let the church do that for you. Do you need Christmas gifts? Then let us be the ones to bring them to you and then you distribute them. What do you need? So many times I think people have a bad taste in their mouth because they feel like local churches are just gonna come in and take over. Let's not do that. Let's back them and pray for them and then watch the Holy Spirit bring in a harvest, not just from the community, from the people within that organization as well. That's so good. I think that's exactly where our focus should be. It's about leading with love and backing Mm -hmm. up and supporting people just with our loving, serving hearts. And the Holy Spirit does the rest. We don't need to worry about anything else except serving and leading with love. That was amazing. Um, All right. Awesome. So I want to give you a chance to talk a little bit about how people can connect with you. But before we do that, I want you to tell us a little bit about um, what you would say to encourage somebody who's had a 2020 type of season to walk into a new season. Um, Well, one of the things that's really been resonating with me this past uh, month is that uh, the, the changing of the clock isn't going to magically make all of this go away and disappear. However, how we end one is chapter is how we start the next. And so God can redeem anything, obviously. 2020 has, uh, whether we realize it or not, it, it has made us stronger. Uh, we have battle scars and there is nothing that we go through that is for naught. We have not endured 2020 just to endure it. Um, Esther was called into the kingdom for such a time as this, but in the book of Esther, Mordecai, her cousin said, you can not speak up, you know, when she was thinking about going in front of the king and she's like, I could die if I go unsummoned. And Mordecai was like, I get that. You could die if you don't, if you're, if you go in and you don't find favor with him, but also if you don't say anything, you're still going to die. Just because you're in the palace doesn't mean that you're going to be saved. And in that moment, I think Esther had this shift that said, my first, because Mordecai, I said, perhaps you've come into the kingdom for such a time as this. Well, her for such a time as this wasn't for her. It was for her people. And I believe that 2020 was our for such a time as this, but not for us, for the future generations, for the people of 2021, for the ones that we can say, hey, look at these battle scars here. This is what I endured. This was the the really bad, ugly days of quarantine when I screamed and threw glasses and cussed and cried. And I had Jesus in my heart and I still did that. You know, that's what this scar is. This scar is losing somebody, 
you know, to, to the pandemic. The scar here is not being in church for so long. The scar here is feeling isolated. And that's for such a time as this, because when we walk into 2021, there are going to be people that need us to say, I went through that. Here we are now and let's go forward. So really just this, the end of the year, know that you are chosen, know that you are called, that you've been through such a time as this because God needs warriors. He needs people to rise up, to put on their armor, battle very, you know, tested armor and, and keep moving forward. And we are going to do it. We're going to do it stronger and it's okay to be tired. Soldiers need to rest. It's okay to rest. It's okay to take time to grieve. You know, we need that grief is holy. So let's lean into what it was that we lost this year. What did we lose? Let's grieve that because God wants us to, he's there in the midst of our emotions, but but if we keep it bottled up, we're not going to help anybody. So let's be vulnerable. Let's grieve. Let's say I lost this or I missed this. And then let's move forward and say, but we are also chosen for such a time as this. And I'm not going to perish because I'm going to go boldly into the throne of the king. And I'm going to plead on behalf of the people that need me to plead and to pray on their behalf. I just thank you so much. You guys, Gina is such a powerful woman of God. And I know that you guys are going to want to hear more from her. So Gina, please tell us how we can get in contact with you. Um, you can find me on Facebook. I have a group called it's stunningly strong, uh, stunningly strong. My Facebook page for my group is stunningly strong beauty because I started this whole thing thinking I was going to sell makeup and then that really didn't happen. And it just, God is crazy. He just morphed it all into um, a group and it's for women. Sorry guys. Um, but <laughs> it is, it's, it's a stunningly strong group. It's for women. And in there, I just encourage everybody to, 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 you know, draw, give your prayer request. There's 400 plus people that are, women that are going to pray for you. You know, if you've got something that God's laid on your heart, encourage other people. I mean, it's not just my group. It's for, it's for us, you know? And um, so you can get in touch with me on Facebook. My personal Facebook page is uh, Gina, G-E-N-A. And then my last name is B-O-H-L. Uh, you can email me at stunninglystrong.com. And I'm also on Instagram as uh, stunninglystrong.gina. Okay, awesome. We're going to put all of those links to get in contact with you in the show no notes. And I also will get with Gina about any of the organizations that she mentioned in order to put those links in the show notes as well. If you want to give uh, your money or your time or your gifts and talents to any of those organizations that she supports, uh, those will be there in the show notes as well. I am honored and privileged to have you on the show today. I just want to thank you for pouring into the ladies that will listen to this show. And I, I just want to pray for you before we end. Yes. So God, I just want to thank you today for this powerful woman of God who is making such huge impact in her circle and beyond. I thank you for all of the gifts that you have given her, all of the words of wisdom that you give her to share with uh, children and family. She is impacting so much outside of her own circle. And I just, I just want to ask that you bless and favor the work that she does, the words that she says. I want to pray over her family, her husband, her children. I just thank you right now for all that you've called them to be. And I thank you for putting everything in place that needs to happen to help 
help them soar beyond their wildest dreams. You know the plans that you have for us. You are working everything out for our good. And I just thank you, God, that you have um, divinely set up every single person that she's going to come into contact with and every single thing she's going to lay her hands on that will become gold in your royal nation. Thank you, God, for all that you do. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. I'm so honored and just love that you asked me to be on here with you. Thank you. Listen, ladies, I told you she was awesome, right? Well, if you guys are interested in finding out more about the organizations she talked about to help stop trafficking or other organizations that she works with, make sure that you take a look at my show notes and hit up those links. I've also included a few organizations that when you buy their products, they send a percentage of those purchases to organizations like A21 or Operation Underground. Make sure that you guys take a look. All you've got to do is do small things. Maybe you just purchase from companies that do support organizations that you're passionate about. You can do small things to make a huge impact. Let's walk into 2021 with an intention to make sure we are supporting organizations that can make a big impact. Serve, give, do whatever you want to do, but make sure that it is something intentional to support to make a bigger impact in your world and those who are depending upon you to take action. Hey, before you go, I'd love for you to hop over to my podcast and give me a review. And you know, I'd love five stars. That's how we can share this thing with other women just like us. Your five stars and written review really helps me get the word out. You can also take a screenshot of this episode and tag me in your Insta and Facebook stories. And I'll give you a shout out right back. Leaving a review and sharing this episode is the best way you can show me some love. Thanks so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. And remember, your smile is like a boomerang. Throw one at somebody and it'll come right back.